This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Totten's Tom. What is going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Titans Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. We have got all of the latest news and updates for the Tennessee Titans, and we are talking the Sunday night football game between the Titans and Packers coming up on this Sunday. Uh, be week 16 of the NFL. Before we get started, let's hear a word from the official sponsor of the Titans Time Podcast, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the southern middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, call me today at 931-279-1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans! All right, Tyler. It's Wednesday. It's one day earlier than what we normally record, but anyways, you know, holiday season. Merry Christmas, everybody. Tyler, Merry Christmas. How you doing? Doing good. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to everyone that listens to us. But are you ready to see the Titans on primetime again? Hey, you know, it's been a while since we've seen them on primetime. Sunday night football against the Packers. Probably, I always say it, the biggest game of the year. And it, it honestly is because the Titans have a chance to come out and absolutely make a statement game right here. I mean, like last season against the Kansas City Chiefs, that was the statement game of the regular season last season. And you could make a case for the Ravens game this year, but if the Titans come out and beat the Packers, that will be their statement game for this season. Oh, I definitely agree. And, I mean, could be talking about a uh, possible Super Bowl matchup if both of these teams Yeah, I mean, it. these are I mean, two of the top-tier teams from each conference. I mean, I definitely would not – you know, discount the fact that this could possibly be a future Super Bowl matchup coming up. I mean, the Packers, now they haven't had the greatest uh, of competition this season. I will, you know, I will give that. But the Packers are absolutely a firepower on all, or is that, is that the right word to use? Firepower on all, it sounded weird coming out of my mouth. They're an absolute firepower on offense. The Titans are too. Um, but, man, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, it, it scares me a little bit. You may have wanted to use juggernaut, but, yeah, I mean, they, they're they, an offensive they have, juggernaut. They have firepower. Yeah, yeah, and, they, they have firepower. That's what that's why it just kind of sounded weird. I don't know. And, I mean, you were right in what you said. This, I mean, this is the biggest game of the season right now because, as of right now, the Titans still have not locked up a playoff spot yet, even though we have our first double-digit win season since 2008 and, and still two games remaining right and still two games left so you know like you said this is the biggest game of the season so far and i mean really how much of a statement win would it be to go up to lambeau beat the packers down 
let Derrick Henry run all over him and possibly run away with the MVP race because he's beaten another top, uh, a top MVP Yeah, I mean, candidate. that's what, that's one of the things that I was going to mention is like, this is a huge game for Derrick Henry because this absolutely adds, if you're Derrick Henry, this adds to your narrative for, you know, your case to be made for MVP. I mean, I went up to Lambeau Field in sub-zero degree weather. I don't know how cold it's going to be, but in sub-zero weather, okay, sub-zero temperatures, and I absolutely battled with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in NFL history, one of the guys that's in the race for the MVP this year, and I ran all over the defense, put him in a bad position, and ran put, the Packers put, out of their own stadium. Put my team in a position to win. Put him on my back. I mean, if that happens, Derrick Henry automatically, in my opinion, jumps up to the favorite for MVP. I mean, he's my favorite already. We talked about this on our reaction video, but I wanted to actually correct myself a little bit. Derrick Henry is the first running back in 12 years to have over 1,650 rush yards and 15 touchdowns in a season. I mean, 12 years for that, you know, since the last time that happened. I believe on our reaction video I said 1,600 yards, so... You know, add in that extra 50 there, and there's still two games left. I mean, that's that's the crazy part about it. And you mentioned how, you know, the Packers haven't really played the best competition this year. They have one win against uh, teams above 500 this year. And the Titans are, I believe, 3-3 three and three against teams that are above are above 500. And I mean, you can make the argument that the Packers have had the easier of the schedules between the two teams, just as far as strength of schedule goes. So, you know, we're, we're going to kind of see how things go in this matchup. And I mean, if you look back, Jacksonville played them pretty close and, uh, the Vikings went to Lambeau and I believe, uh, beat the Packers. I, I could be wrong on that, but I think the Vikings went to Lambeau and won. And, you know, both teams kind of showed the uh, the blueprint for how to at least hang in the game, if not beat the Packers. Well, one thing that I will say about the Packers this season is they did beat the New Orleans Saints. Now, I will say I don't think that I watched that game. I can't really remember. But they I know that they did beat the Saints. And the Saints are a team that just played, I mean, that played with the Kansas city chiefs. Um, so I'm not necessarily trying to use that to, you know, boost their strength of schedule or anything, but they did beat the saints. And I think that that does need to be accounted for a little bit. Um, but I mean, at the same time, Titans have beat the Ravens, uh, who are coming on strong as a team that their offense has started clicking. Uh, their defense is obviously strong. Um, so, you know, the Titans have had some good wins in there too, Obviously got down to the Steelers and then ended up coming back, making it close. But we won't talk too much about the Steelers right now because uh, even though they did beat the Titans, did just happen to lose to the Bengals and dropped one to the Washington football team. So don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh right now. Too but, worried about making TikToks, it seems like. Yeah, they're, you know, 
doing the the little dances, stuff like that. Well, and he, he come out and said uh, today that he's not going to do that anymore because I think that's it, more of him just getting made fun of, and he's tired of it. Well, he's like, it, okay, it no got, more TikTok jokes. I'm, I, it's over. It got to the point where everyone was asking the coaches and everyone else about it, so he's like, okay, I need to yeah stop doing. Of course, you know that hit may have rattled him a little bit and changed his mind about yeah. dancing on logos. Yeah, I, I don't know. The Titans thing about about being on the logos is, is a little different in my opinion, but dancing on the logos for a TikTok. Yeah, uh, that I mean, of course we may be a little bit biased here, but when the Titans come out and get on the logo, that's just a moment of togetherness for them. You know, they're coming out middle of the field and then heading over to their sidelines. And I mean, and it just so happens, you know, they happen to be on the logo. It's whatever. And it, and it just so happens that Harbaugh was a little butt hurt, you know, maybe because the Titans knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last year. So he was a little butt hurt that they were standing on their logo. But, you know, Titans still won that game. So it was just like, hey, just like Vrabel said, get over there and coach. The thing about it is, if you want something to get butt hurt about in sports, you can find something to get butt hurt about. I mean, right. no doubt about it. Like, just be let things roll off your back, like because well, if you want to find something to get upset about, you can. Yeah, but it can add a little bit of extra motivation. Yeah, it, it, it can. But we're getting off topic. We here. need to get I to mean, the injury report. Go for it. So the Titans, obviously, it's Wednesday. We're a day early, so normally we have a little bit better indication as to whether or not these players might play or not. But imagine. Uh, just, just imagine this. Dodori Jackson did not practice. Dennis Kelly did not practice. Jeffrey Simmons did not practice. Uh, and then you had some limited participants, A.J. Brown, Ben Jones, David Long, and Chris Milton. But Dory Jackson didn't practice. I mean, imagine that. You know what? He got his first playing time this past weekend. I'm not going to look too deep into him not practicing. I, I think, think it's probably very similar to A.J. Brown's situation. I, I believe so, too. They've brought him back. He got some playing time. Looked really good for a guy that hasn't played all year. I mean, he didn't look like he really had any rust, anything like that. I mean, he looked pretty good. And I think, you know, since they're just trying to ease him back into the games and had him on a snap count, give him that extra day off to rest and heal up a little bit more. Okay, so now let's talk about this this Packers team now this offense is so so powerful I mean we have seen it time and time and time again Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams touchdown I saw it uh, on your fantasy team when I you know we've talked a little bit about how we had our playoff matchup just saying down let, 20 points ended let, no, up look, taking no, no, the no, win. no no look I, I do not want to talk about this you got me a little bit of upset about this because I kept trying to congratulate you when the only thing I had left for my fantasy team was for a defense the to play. The Steelers defense against the, the Bengals. Yeah, how'd that work out for me? Well, it didn't work out well exactly. for you, but you exactly. have to but admit look, that but, you felt a little good about it going in because you're like Ryan Finley at no, quarterback going I, against my defense, the actually, Steelers, actually, and you're no. only down 20. No, I didn't feel good about it because I kept telling you 
It's not going to happen. They're not going to score me 21 points to get me the win. But you just kept on, oh, no, no, nope, don't tell me that yet. Don't tell me that yet. Whenever, I mean, this team averages maybe 10 points in our fantasy league. I mean, and you were worried about them getting 21. Like, no, I... I tried they've to be. Had, they've had. I tried to be. They I had not team. I tried to be nice about it, and you wouldn't take it. So I want to move on from this subject. And like I said, folks, perfect example of how if you want to find something to get butt hurt about in sports, you can find it. You can find it anywhere. It's easy. If you want to get butt hurt, just look around. Tyler ha- has done a great job of that. Uh, he found it, <laughs> executed it perfectly. He's butt hurt. I'm moving on to the championship. In the VIP league, um, and it feels great. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. You know what you but are. What the point? You're, that I, you're welcome for the support I gave you earlier in the season when your team started zero and six. And you're you, just making my case look better. Yeah, I started zero and six. I'm in the championship. Yeah, but look, you wanted to give up hope, and I kept telling you, no, you still have a chance to make the playoffs. You just need a couple things to go your way. You still have a chance. I kept telling you that week in, week out, and you started winning. And the things that you needed to start happening started happening. And I kept telling you. You're like, nope, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yes, it will. Well, here's here's the thing. If you expect things to go poorly and then they go good, you're pleasantly surprised. And I feel ecstatic right now. So uh, I have no regrets for the way that I felt. Back back to this matchup. The point that I was trying to get to is – I saw it on your fantasy team time and time again. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, touchdown. Didn't do me much good when you have Aaron Rodgers on your team. I mean, what do you do? What do the Titans do to stop this Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection? I don't know that you can necessarily stop it. You just have to You have to try and contain it the best now, you can. Do you think that Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league right now? Uh Man, that's tough. Because I absolutely think he's the best wide receiver in the league right now. See, I, I'm kind of torn between him and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre I mean, Hopkins, I thought that for a split second in my mind when DeAndre Hopkins went up and got the Hail Mary pass from Kyler Murray against the Bills. I was like, that's an incredible play. And I was like, I was halfway through the thought about I was like, he might be the – and I was like, no, Devontae Adams – he he's the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, yeah, I I'm still going to stick with DeAndre Hopkins being the best, but I do I think that Devontae, Devontae Adams I think, is just so like I, I think Adams a, is a close second. It's a lock. It is a lock that Devontae Adams is going to have a good game week in week out. Uh, who else does Rodgers have to throw to? Valdez Scantling. Uh, Alan Lazar. I'm making jokes yeah, here. I'm making jokes I'm about here. Say, because those are household <laughs> no, but, names. D- no, but the the tight end, Robert Tanyan, I, I believe is how you say his name, has been incredible this year. I mean, I think he's got like double-digit touchdowns. I would have to check into that. I'm not he for saw sure. It should have made the Pro Bowl. Absolutely should have made the Pro Bowl. Uh, speaking of the Pro Bowl, I mean, which obviously we're hoping our guys aren't playing in it because they're going to be playing in the Super Bowl. But how does... Ryan Tannehill gets snubbed. How does Corey Davis, who's having his best year, hey, if you get on ever, Madden and score touchdowns with Corey Davis, he could still get in. I, I've been working on that, so you know, been been trying to help <laughs> him out a little bit. But 
Corey Davis, who's having his best year of his career, didn't get in. Several of our offensive and defensive linemen who have been having really good years did not get in. I mean, it, it's just it's crazy to me that they got snubbed from the, the Pro Bowl. Now, I, I did look at offense and, and defense, but I did not look at special teams. Did Brett Kern make it? The only two Titans that made the Pro Bowl were uh, Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. Ridiculous. That, that is ridiculous. So, that that's what I'm saying. We had several guys on both sides now, of the granted, ball. Now, granted, Brett Kern was injured for a few games, but he's the best punter in the league. I mean, no doubt. I, I agree. What I what would what probably happens is when people vote punters, it, it's probably you know who. I don't know. Maybe I I would say a lot of votes just go from people looking. Okay, who's got the most inside the twenty? I mean, if somebody wanted to vote for a punter, but I don't know. If I like, I would vote for a punter just to vote for Brett Kern. But like, if the Titans had an average punter, I would never vote for a punter. It's like right, but Brett Kern's a different. But animal. he's just an absolute stud of a punter, so I would absolutely one hundred percent vote for him. Um, and I believe we did, you know, the tweets several times. However, I don't understand right. the, the tweet voting I, thing. I, I don't either. But you know, we're we're kind of on topic, but getting off topic again. You know, we're talking about we're talking this. Titans. You know, I mean, and we're talking about how you slow down Devontae this, Adams. This pass well, and that's the reason I'm, I'm kind of trying to get off topic because I don't know. I have well, no idea. Here's the thing that we've pretty much, I think, accepted at the start of the season when we seen the Packers on the schedule, and especially a couple games in, after we've seen how bad our defense has been playing. I mean, we. We kind of know it's going to be tough for our defense going up against Rodgers and, you know, just, you know, his arm talent. I mean, not even just the receivers, his arm talent and what he can do. And the hard and, counts. And, and the hard counts. and Don't overlook the hard counts. It's going to – I think you have to go about it the same way they've went about other big games. As far as the defense goes, you just have to have that bend, don't break mentality. Do not let Rodgers get some of these. Don't fall for his hard count and let him just sling the ball down the field and possibly get a pass interference called because you know that's what they're going for. They're either going for the touchdown, you know, a possible just big catch, or the pass interference. Which is what was so great with, with Jordy Nelson. I mean, right. and that connection for, what, one to two years was insane. And it, it's the same thing with Devontae Adams right now. It's just he's a little more of a possession receiver. Right, and but the thing is, you just you cannot let the Packers have these big plays. Just you know, if they want to just dink and dunk their way down the field, okay. Because if you're keeping everything in front of you and just doing that bend, don't break, you might could possibly force them into a turnover. You know, you're not just letting them have that one big play for a touchdown and be down. You know, you might can make them make a mistake and. I mean, all the Titans, you know, are at the top of the league in turnover differential. Kevin so, Byard got the interception last week. He we got talked the about that on the on week. the game reaction. So, you know that that's going to be what I feel like is the answer to slowing them down. You know, just don't let them have the big plays, and you know, hope that they make a mistake. And I'll get into 
the other way to slow them down a little bit later in the podcast. Okay. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so now I want to talk about Ryan Tannehill. And in turn, I want to talk about a guy on the Packers defense. Um, and then we'll talk about Derrick Henry. You can circle back around to your thing. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, uh, I would say that this game is most likely going to be a shootout. I mean, would you agree? Uh, yeah, more than likely. Uh, I mean, I definitely think there's probably going to be more than, you know, more than 50, maybe more than 60 points scored in this game. I mean, there's it's a very just two high-powered offenses, and the Titans' defense is not great. The Packers' defense is, eh, I mean, they're average. Um, well, I mean, the Titans average, are averaging 31.1 uh, points per game, and the Packers are averaging 31 points per game. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's, it's two offenses that absolutely are capable of doing it. Now – what kind of what kind of game are you expecting from Ryan Tannehill? I mean, if one had him in fantasy football, is he a must start? Uh, you know that that's a really good question. Um, man, because th- this Packers defense ranks ninth, you know, against or they rank ninth in passing yards allowed this season, and. Man, I, you you really throw me off here because I, I'm not it's sure. A, it's a non-typical question for our podcast. But I, I think A.J. Brown, you're probably going to see a huge dip for him in this game. I don't think he's going to be all that productive. I mean, you, you don't got, think? You've got Jair Alexander. Uh, he's, yeah, but who is he going to be on? You have our 1A and our 1B receivers. He's going to be on A.J. Brown. I mean, the guy that just made the Pro Bowl. I'm, I mean, Corey Davis is... Well, he is, but he's not A.J. Brown. Yeah, but he's... Yeah, but he's not A.J. Brown. Uh, all right, but I'm, I'm just saying I I could still see A.J. Brown having a having a good day. Yeah, but you're super biased. I mean, you know. I, no, even not being biased about it, I just... If he is a true number one receiver, which we believe he is, then you have to find ways to win against these top corners. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that he's going to find a way to do that. And part of the way he's going to do that is because our passing game is going to feed off of our run game and, you know, the play action. You're you're going to have these guys getting open on play action. I have a stat line in my mind that I'm feeling, and I'm feeling very confident of for A.J. Brown. I think he's going to have a decent game. I just don't think he's going to have, you know – what we're used to sometimes from him. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a, like a four for 50 and a touchdown somewhere, somewhere in that range, which is a fair game against Jair Alexander. I mean, if he's being shadowed covered, you know, or followed by Jair Alexander, the whole game, I think he'll have 80 to a hundred yards, 80 to a hundred yards. You better get on and hammer that over on receiving yards. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he'll end up with 80 to a hundred and, but, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned it. I'm going to circle back around to Derrick Henry because that, I believe, is going to be who, well, who I, we need There to is win. still one person that I wanted to mention when we talked about Ryan Tannehill. That's okay. Zadarius Smith. When we played the Lions, or when the Titans played the Lions, there was, I mean, there really wasn't anybody that you had to just completely watch out for on their defensive line. Watch I mean, out, watch out, watch out. <laughs> Aquara was the big the closest thing that they had to a threat 
And I think he may have actually gotten to Tannehill once, maybe. I can't remember for sure. Uh, I can't I can't recall, but the Packers have somebody that can get in the backfield. They have somebody that can get sacks. I mean, Zadarius Smith, what, 10 and a half sacks on the year? 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Um, he is going to be somebody that absolutely has to be probably double teamed at times because even if you can just get that, uh, if you can chip him a little bit and, you know, give our, cause he'll be coming off the edge. So if you can chip him a little bit with a tight end or a running back, yeah, just and, some sort of help and, and let our, let our tackles get back in front of him, then, you know, that, that helps out quite a bit. Yeah. But definitely got to watch for him. Cause I mean, he could come out and just be a game record, have two or three sacks. You can't let that happen. That's true. But Tannehill's done a, Pretty good job of moving around in the pocket, you know, and and finding receivers quick. So yeah, I, but with a guy like that, sometimes yeah, but it's I mean, inevitable. Sometimes. He's went up against some really good pass rushers and been sacked by some really good pass rushers. Well, I mean that you know that's going to happen. Well, but that's I, what, that's what I just said. You know, it's right? Inevitable but I'm just sometimes. saying I don't think that you know he's his last name Smith, right? Yes, I, I don't think Smith is gonna just be a complete. You just didn't want to say Zadarius. Is, is... No, uh, we. I, I said Zadarius before we even started <laughs> the podcast. So, but I just don't think he's gonna be a absolute game record. He's like got he's, eleven and a half sacks. Yeah, but I'm saying he's not gonna have like a career day or anything. Like, yes, he may get to Tannehill one, possibly two times for a sack, but I just don't see. Our line's done a pretty good job of protection. Well, they have, but if they go into it with the mindset that you have right now, he's not going to – He's uh, then he will. He will have look, that if, game. If I was on the Titans staff and I was prepping for this game, like obviously I'm circling him and being like, look, don't let him you know, just wreck our complete offensive plan. Like When Questenberry listens and lets his guard down, it's on you. <laughs> it's completely on you. Look, all I'm saying is he doesn't need to go for that little chop block. Yeah, where he it does didn't that. work at all. No, no, like I have not liked that move. Please stop doing that because if you do that, more than likely Tannehill will get hit more than twice. So let, let's talk Derrick Henry and then get into our quick hitters. Um, what, what have you got? What What are you thinking about Derrick Henry? I think that uh, Derrick Henry is going to see a big workload this game. Well, he Pro- is the Pro- offensive star. Probably this needs to be another game where he has 25 to 30 carries. I mean, and, unless the Titans just come I out s- and – I see you around 20. No, I – I think it's going to be a game where you've got to pass. Got to pass no, to keep no, up no, with Aaron No, 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 no. And, again, I'll get to that here in a minute because, you know, you're trying to force me on into our quick hitters right now. And the Packers, their defense ranks – 11th in rushing yards allowed and they allow four and a half yards per carry derrick henry i mean this is his month he's started taking off had some pretty big games back to back i think he's going to see a big workload and i think he's going to continue that and that's just going to set up things for our offense like the play action pass which is just going to help you know all of our receivers and tight ends you said they're they're allowing four and a half yards a carry. Yes, that that seems or, pretty high. It ranks twenty first in the league. Okay, so 
their rushing yards allowed ranks 11th, and then their uh, yards per yards attempt. per attempt ranks 21st. Uh, 21st. I mean, that's a pretty big difference. That makes me think to think that people aren't running it as much against From them. From what I looked at today, I went back through and looked at the box scores of a lot of their games. And, I mean, several teams, mainly teams that have lost to uh, the Packers, I mean, they're they're not running the ball just a lot, it doesn't okay. seem like. So, or, or the games where they do possibly have their running backs run a little bit more, they haven't had necessarily the best games. But then you have the Vikings who... Okay, well, well, hang on. Now, you have a chance here. You have a chance to convert me to a 25 to 30 carry guy for this game because the, that stat, that's interesting. I mean... Because the, the immediately what I started to think when you talked about you know teams that are losing to them they're not running the ball as much Vikings Dalvin Cook I'm sure they ran the ball quite a bit I mean you I, I might potentially change my mind a bit on this and think we need to go a little heavier Derrick Henry because I was thinking you know we need to throw the ball need to keep up with Aaron Rodgers but I hadn't necessarily looked into it that was just kind of a narrative that I had in my mind. And I wasn't necessarily uh, to, to put you know, this in perspective for you. The game at Green Bay that the Vikings won, Cook had 30 carries for 163 yards, averaged 5.4 yards per attempt, and had three touchdowns. Now they have two losses, right? Packers or do they just have the one. Uh, they have, um, I believe, it is. Three. Three losses. Okay. Now, their other two losses, who, who were they against? Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay just absolutely slaughtered them. Okay. And Indianapolis in overtime. Okay. Now, l- let's look at that Indianapolis game. Um, And I-, I know that they do a little bit of a committee. Between Jonathan Taylor, Hines, uh, those guys, h- how much running the ball were were they doing? Because I mean I know it was a close game went into overtime, um, but th- we're gonna get we're just gonna go through this right here on the podcast because I'm I'm interested. I know you're trying to pull it up. I'm trying to give you some time. Yeah, and and I appreciate that. Uh, in the Indianapolis game, uh, the Colts Taylor had 22 carries for 90 yards and averaged 4.1 yards per carry. Uh, Wilkins had four carries for 21 yards, averaged 5.3 yards per carry. Harris had two carries for 19 yards, averaged nine and a half yards per carry. So, so it seems like the blueprint is uh, to beat the Packers is to run the ball. I mean that that's what I was trying to tell you is, you know you you were dead set on this is going to have to be a shootout. Past the well, ball, it past still the ball, needs to be a shootout. I mean, you, you no, it, you're going to have to score to keep up with their it, offense. You, you will have because to, when they get the ball, they're going to score. You will have to score, but that's what I was talking about with our. But defense. what you have to do is you have to limit the shootout. Right, and what I was saying is, if our defense can do the bend don't break and just you know let the Packers make a mistake and get that turnover, that can be I mean the turning point in the game. I mean, it may take just one turnover and you're good to go. Because, like, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers absolutely smacked the Packers. 
They won 38-10. to 10. You had Ronald Jones, who had 23 carries for 113 yards, averaged 4.9 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. So, you know, these teams are running the ball more and controlling the clock and keeping uh, Green Bay's offense on the sidelines. So... I will say I focused all my time and effort coming into this podcast into looking into Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, because, you know, I just assumed, I mean, the blueprint for these guys is going to be, you know, you have to throw the ball with them. You got to beat them. You know, you got to score with them. I still think you have to score with them because when they get the ball, they're going to score. Absolutely. I mean, I, I just don't see – any way that you stop them except for maybe on one offensive position. Well, um, and again, and so you've, but what you got to do is you got to limit the chance the amount of chances that they get. Exactly. And that's why I was saying that I think this is going to be a big so, Derrick Henry game. So, uh, the Titans are, are built to do that. They're built to, to keep the ball away from the Packers as much as possible. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you have, you've, Flip my mindset uh, during this podcast. I like it. Well, sometimes I have to, you know, get you back on track, show you the right way. Don't, and- oh, don't even act like that. We, <laughs> we both have our fair share of winning arguments. Uh, we do. We do. Um, but, you know, I, I'm glad. I'm glad because I want to see Derek Henry have a big day since I'm not, you know, playing you in fantasy football. I want to see him get, get that big yardage and make his case for MVP. So I like it. The, I think the the thing that they're going to have to do, one thing that you know that could be huge in this game is obviously, like you said, trying to you know bend don't break, let them make a mistake, you know, sit back and making a uh, um, what would you call it going up double with with the halftime. You know, scoring right before halftime, getting the ball back. I think if they could flip that in their advantage, it would be huge. Because you're not – just take that possession away from the Packers. If right, you can do because, that, it be huge. I mean, it's something we've talked about before. If you can, like, say the Titans get the ball before half. Doubling up, that's what I was right, trying to say. Titans get ball before the half, they score, come out after halftime, get the ball back, feed Derrick Henry, run a lot of time off the clock, score again, and say that – Say that puts them up two scores on the Packers. It only puts them up one. Well, I mean, here's what I'm saying: if you put if that puts them up two scores but on that, the Packers, that's, that's kind of unrealistic because that's saying that you've stopped the Packers once no, in the no, first half. I'm, I'm saying if you score before halftime, and say that puts you up one score, and then okay. you get the I'm, ball I'm after halftime and you score again and you run a lot of time off the clock, then the Packers have to kind of get in that mode of we have to score quick. But the the thing is, if you defer to the Packers, they've got the ball first in the first half. I mean, they're going to score, and you're going to be playing catch-up with them through that half. So what you got to do is score right before halftime and then go up one. I mean, that's what you're saying to going up two is assuming that you stop them in the first half. Right, but, you know, or maybe you didn't – yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, you have a good argument there. And, I mean, there's a but good chance, I, you know, that they – I mean, they're not – the Packers aren't just going to run the, you know, which we'll get to this with my with the, with the bold predictions, but they're not just going to, you know, run the gauntlet and score every single time they get – I mean, they're not, not, right. not going to score a touchdown every single and, time they get the ball. You know, I think that 
So you made me lose my train of thought now on this. Uh, the, the way but, that the, in the la- latter half of this podcast has went, I was completely making me lose my train of thought <laughs> because well, we're kind of – the Derrick Henry thing is where you got me off track and I'm a little flustered, but let's take a deep <laughs> breath. Here's what I was going to say. Let's continue you on. You know, talking about getting stops and everything, our defense the past couple weeks have done a really good job after the opposing team's first drive or maybe even the first couple of drives – They've done a really good job of adjusting. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, they make adjustments and they automatically become, you know, like a top 10 defense or anything. But I'm just saying they do a really good job of adjusting and, you know, getting back to that, you know, bend, don't break, but, you know, even they tighten it down just a little bit more to where they make teams go three and out, or not necessarily three and out, but you know, stop their drive. They force a punt. Right, they force a punt. So, you know, I I, I think, I'm not going to say our defense can do that for sure, but even when Matthew Stafford was still in uh, last week, you know, it wasn't like he was just tearing our defense up all the way down the field every time they touched the ball. Right, but Lions and Packers are two different animals. But you still have two really good quarterbacks. That's true. But Aaron Rodgers has the leg up in that situation. We're getting really into the script of this game. I mean, we're going super in depth to like down to the the, the nitty gritty. Exactly. I mean, we're getting in deep in the game script. But I mean, that's kind of all that I've got for it. I'm excited to get into our quick hitters. Let's do it. All right. So week 16 quick hitters for the Titans and Packers on Sunday Night Football. Keys to the game. Bold prediction. Score prediction. Tyler, start us off. With your key to the game? Key to the game is going to be something that I've already mentioned in our podcast, and it's going to be the Titans have to get Derrick Henry involved, give him the ball 25 to 30 times. I would probably prefer more like 30 in this game because they need to control the clock, as I've said for the past couple of weeks. And You've I mean, said that. But – but for what, a while, but what's happened the past couple of weeks? Well, they, they've, they've they've done it. They've gave Derrick Henry the ball more, controlled the clock, and they've won pretty big. So keep giving him the ball, control the time of possession, keep the Packers' offense on the sidelines. My key to the game is going to be they're gonna have to control the Packers' pass rush. I talked about Zadarius Smith earlier in the podcast. Um, he's got eleven and a half sacks on the year. They're going to have to keep him away from Ryan Tannehill. The Packers are going to be scoring. Uh, Titans are going to have to be able to keep up with them. And so giving up sacks, that's not the kind of setback that you can allow. they they got to keep Ryan Tannehill out of the dirt. I like it. Now, on to our bold predictions. What is your bold prediction going to be this week? This is a little bit out there. Um, it's different than anything I've ever done in my bold predictions. But I'm going to say, and I don't know how – I don't know how uh, often this happens or whatever, but I think that on every possession but two or less, two or less, there will be a touchdown scored. There will only be two possessions or less that will result in field goal, punt, or uh, turnover. And you're saying that for both teams? Both teams throughout the whole game. So we're only going to see two punts. Two punts, you know, interceptions, fumbles, whatever. Two possessions where there's not a touchdown. Okay. 
Now I'm that, setting the that, bar. Does that count if, like, say the Titans or Packers were to have a defensive touchdown? I mean, because technically um, that would be a touchdown on the drive, just not for the team that had the ball. I'll take it. I'll take it. Give, give me the defensive touchdown. Because that, that drive is resulting in a touchdown of some sort. Just not necessarily for maybe the team yeah, that's not necessarily the, the way that you know you would expect. All right. I'm setting um, the bar up here. All right. So you would agree with me the Titans defense is not top tier. No. All right. The Packers in just four games this season have been held to 24 points or less. Oh, I see exactly where you're going here, and I don't like it. You don't like it. I don't like it. Continue. I'm going to say that the Titans are going to hold the Packers to less than 24 points. Now, let me tell you why I don't like it. Because your key to the game is that they've got to slow the game down with Derrick Henry, control the game. I mean, if they're taking a lot of time off the clock with Derrick Henry – yeah, I think they're going to hold the Packers under twenty-four. But like but I'll I said, give it to you. We'll, we'll, like I said, there's only been four times that that's happened. I, I'll, I'll listen. I'll give it to you. We'll, we'll roll with it because right. I, I don't trust in the Titans' defense that much. Well, and that that's why my first point wanted to be that you would agree that the Titans' defense is not a top-tier defense. Now there <laughs> there can be. Well, I don't know. That would that would be tough. It would be tough for both of our bowl predictions to come true. Yeah, real it would. tough. Well, um, I mean, unless the Titans did slow the game down that much, and yeah, yeah, you know, there see, wasn't that I, many possessions. I don't know. I don't see that. Um, but anyways, let's get to our score predictions. I think I know kind of where yours is roughly going to be for the Packers. But let's hear it. You actually do not. I'm I'm going against my bowl prediction because I I, mean, I just I don't see it happening. Okay. I'm going to go with the Titans, 38, the Packers, 35. Okay. Um, that I think that's really very realistic. Uh, this game is honestly, in my opinion, a toss-up. could go either way. Um, I'm going to drop a little bombshell on you here. Packers, 37, Titans, 31. I think the Packers come away with a win. Uh, on Sunday night football prime time, um, it, it's just it would be. I, I wish the Titans would come out and get a statement win here, but uh, I, I don't feel it. I don't feel it, man. That I mean that that's a first. It's a first. It's a first for, for the podcast for, for during the season. That is a first. It's a first. Yeah. And um, look, I mean we we both said before the season started that. You know this game was going to be tough. Yeah, I, but, I think this is a good one to pick and, uh, to to set the stage for right. you know picking La- the Titans. Lambo late season. I mean, I, I can definitely understand where you're coming. from. And that's from. kind of the narrative I've given this whole time. This is a tough matchup because you're going to Lambo, a tough place to play. Even though home field advantage, out well, that'll be a story for another day. Doesn't mean what it has uh, in previous years, but and, it's Lambo. Uh, People in the comments, both on just the podcast and on the YouTube, don't don't get on him too much. I mean, he he has some pretty good points about this, and and I'm you, making it a close game. You know, you are, and but I mean, we've said this before. It during the season, it's just hard to pick against the Titans. Hey, hey, I mean, listen, because I I didn't you, want to do it, but 
you know, I'm I'm trying to get this score uh, prediction uh, right. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I I understand, but one reason that I am gonna stick with a Titans win here is because I mean it it is gonna be a statement game. They need to go up there and show that they can, you know, beat any team at their yeah, home absolutely. place. And you know, it would just give them even more confidence. And our offense is just a juggernaut. I mean. I've been seeing other uh, Titans people, you know, Titans fans say this, and I have to agree with them. This is by far the best Titans offense we have ever seen. Yeah, I mean, we ranked our our top five, top three, top five, whatever, offensive teams uh, in the offseason. You know, we were trying to come up with some content. This one trumps all of us. Yeah, I mean, this this offense is without a doubt the best Titans offense we have ever seen. I agree. So that's why I think they can go up there and have the firepower to actually come out with the win in Lambeau. And like I said, I think Derrick Henry is going to play a big part in that. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. it. This is, without a doubt, biggest game of the year. Uh, Titans have a chance to clinch a playoff spot with a win, and, and they can clinch the AFC South with a win and a Colts loss. Yeah, that's so, what I was about to say. And the Colts play earlier the in the day. Well, they play earlier in the day. They play the Steelers, who could be a little pissed off after a Bengals loss. I, that, so that, that it's loss something to, to the, watch for. That loss to the Bengals could, uh, you know, bite the the Colts in the ass because Juju's off of TikTok. He's focused on his game. We'll the, see how like it goes. You said the Steelers could be pissed off because I mean they they've dropped what three in a row now. Yeah, and and Big Ben doesn't look like you know he has. He's kind of old, kind of washed. Maybe we see a Mason Rudolph appearance. Maybe, maybe he's knows? back on that addiction that he had before. We're not uh, really going to dive too deep into who, that. <laughs> who knows? Um, but, hey, it's going to be interesting to see. Everybody, make sure that you, you're you on our social media. Uh, you're involved in all that stuff. The ones that we're most active on, Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. Uh, on Facebook, it's Titans time. Uh, and then we're also on Instagram, Titans time podcast. On YouTube, uh, it's Titans Time Podcast as well. You can find our podcast on any podcast platform. This is for the YouTube people. Make sure that you're checking out the podcast as well. Uh, all those things will be popping up on the screen. Uh, it, it just searches Titans Time on there. And then, of course, our website, TitansTimePodcast.com. Guys, if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure you're subscribed. Rate us five stars. Leave us some comments and some questions. We'll make sure to include them on the next podcast. For everyone watching us on YouTube, go down, make sure you're subscribed, turn on the post notifications, like the video, share the video, and leave us some comments on the videos. Let us know what your score predictions are for this game and who you have winning. Bold predictions. Drop your bold predictions Yeah, give us some bold predictions as well. And everyone either listening to the podcast or watching on our YouTube, we're trying to hit 200 subscribers on our YouTube before the end of December. We're at like 167 right now, guys. If we gotta make, we gotta make a push if we're gonna make it. I mean, it's coming down to the wire. I still believe we can make it. So if you haven't subscribed already, please go do that. Share it with your friends and family, and have them subscribe as well. We really appreciate it so much. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.